Love Life, featuring your hosts, Rebecca Detman and Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light. I worship my divine femininity. Welcome to Love Life. I'm Rebecca Detman. And I'm Jane Donovan. And even if you're a bloke listening, we want you to worship your divine femininity too, don't we, Jane? <laughs> as well as the beautiful goddesses within their life. Thank you. Yes, lovely, lovely. Because today we're talking about the concept of divine feminine. Now, you can't talk about it without talking about the masculine, and the masculine will come into it. But um, we want to talk about, look, we've touched on this a long time ago in our Alpha Beta episode, and I would encourage you, if you're interested in today's topic, to go back and listen to that as, as a partner episode to this one. But it is about the fact that so many women today, with all of the the you know advances that feminism has brought us, although we, we all know that there's still a long way to go in equalism in our society, but so many women are living still or adopting this kind of Mars energy. What do we mean by that? We mean that you know women are often breadwinners, they're putting on the suits, they're going into the boardrooms, they're running the house, they're running the finances, they're looking after everybody in the family. It's like they've got four jobs going. Um, they're you know becoming prime ministers and presidents and climbing mountains and achieving all these amazing things in the world. How then do they go back into their feminine vibration when they come home at night? How then when they're dating or when they're with their husband of 50 years, can they drop back into their vibration of femininity in the bedroom? And, you know, you know, Fifty Shades of Grey is, Grey is going bunter all around us right now. Like that's the, <laughs> had to be mentioned. It's the backdrop. To, I mean, you know, the whole world is going insane with a, a huge variety of opinions on, you know, from about everything about that bloody movie and about those books. You know, from, from a spiritual, emotional perspective, I think it calls into a lot of questions about the attraction and the magnetism of masculinity and femininity and how the two do the dance and that it's almost like we need this bondage this submissive you know dominant stuff to reiterate the classic male female yin yang mars sun sorry mars venus sun moon roles of the male and the female because we've so blurred the boundaries. There's so much grey area right now as to what constitutes a, a man or a working woman or a this or a that. But when it comes to the bedroom, it's like how do we get back to basics? But it's not even the bedroom. It's, it's oh, our yeah, lives. It's our I relationships. I really want to also talk about how can you be in the feminine and in the boardroom at the same time. Oh, Jane, I'm glad I brought you along today. Oh, thanks, darling. <laughs> thanks for inviting me. Oh, jeez. Can you just do that one now? <laughs> yeah, okay. Look, the feminine is, in my opinion, such a dynamic, empowering, magnetic, all-embracing energy that we need to tune in, turn on, tap into, and get happening more in our lives. If the world was run side by side with a clear, in the conscious awareness masculine, with a clear conscious awareness feminine, we would have the most amazing world that we would be living in. So the challenge is, first off, how do you bring the feminine into the body, as Beck was saying, and I think we need to do that first. We do, because this is what, you know, clients come to me and they're sort of like, 
I just don't like this. Intellectually, I kind of hear these things around and I hear about women holding red tent days or I sort of hear these concepts, but I don't really know what to do or how to lift them. And I had another beautiful woman. She's like a doula, meaning she births with a lot of women, does a lot of women's community bodies and birthing and stuff. And she said, you know, I was with my mum's group the other day and I said to them, oh, you know that feeling like when you get your period and you just want to honour yourself? And all the women looked at her and they said, what, what do you mean by that? You know, if this nice. is, those are the kinds of well, let's start with that. that we're talking about. So, because I think that the tools are going to be very different. Each person is going to choose a few different tools. So maybe if we just run off mm. a whole heap of little tools of how to feel more feminine, yeah. then you choose the ones that work for you and practice those in your mm. spare time. And then like anything, you start to integrate it more and more into your life. Uh-huh. So start with the, how do we, how, start with periods. Periods. But how, but, Periods, look, I think what we have to start with is as much as we totally embrace the fact that men and women in today's Western world, at least technically, in theory, can both do anything that they want. There's no holds barred there. And there's lots of women taking advantage of that, have been taking advantage of that for many generations or decades now. What we still need to understand, though, is that at our primal spiritual energetic core, we are different energies. We bring different energies from, from the two genders to, to the equation. Now, maybe I shouldn't use the word gender here because there's definitely men that have a lot of feminine in them and there's a lot of women that have a lot of masculine in them and then there's all the trans, you know, and all of the, the, the shades of grey that, that come with this. Um, but when we – so let's just – whether you – however you identify or wherever whatever the percentages are in your makeup. If we just talk about the classic concepts of feminine energy and masculine energy, what are they? Well, the feminine <clears throat> is love. Women are love. They embody love. They give love. Nurture. They're, they are intuitive. They are creative because they have wounds which bring new life and fertility, new beginnings. And women, you know, if you read a lot of the David Dieter, D-E-I-D-A, David Dieter or David Dieter work, he talks about this in deep much, much, much more depth than you're going to get out of a John Gray Mars Venus book. Okay. Women are like oceans. So there's a thousand little waves going on all at the same time. There's light bouncing and refracting, refracting and sparkling. And there's all these moods and seasons and weather conditions. And there's all these different waves and tides and cycles and rips and things going. And there's all these, it's just emotion. It's a great big ocean of ever changing feelings all happening at the same time. And if you allow a woman to really just be a man, if you're listening, You'll just allow her emotions to wash and break past you like the waves that keep coming and coming and coming. You don't have to hold on to them. You don't have to fix them. You don't have to take one and put it in a box. They just keep coming and going, coming and going like the tides and the cycles of the moon. Okay. If we go into the masculine energy, it's all about freedom. It's about action. It's about doing. It's about being the guardians of the universe, the protectors. It's about um, the, the classic warrior energy, courage. It's about honor. It's about pride. It's a very different sort of a, a more direct kind of a, a red hot, passionate, burning, just, you know, it's like a soldier type energy, you know, and it's, it's, it's the energy that gets shit done. Um, it's the energy that's, that, that can hold a space. You know, that, I think one is the creator and one is the changer. Yeah, and, so and, and the, that, and the, the builder is the creator, mm. and the feminine is the changer. Well, and I always almost sort of said the woman is the creation energy because of the womb, but the man builds and protects the creation. And you look at it in terms of children as well. Women, yeah, have, it's alpha energy that will create. 
I guess in its own version of. The feminine is the nurture. So the feminine will make the change. So the alpha comes in and says, oh, I want to knock down all these buildings and build this, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And you know what? Maybe it's a really great idea. And then the feminine comes in and goes, right now, how can we soften all this? Yeah. How can we do this with love? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So it's to bring the emotion in. It's Women are classically the emotional gatekeepers, but we obviously, there's so gatekeepers, much. Gatekeepers, the key word. It is, but there's so much talk right now in all these circles about how obviously we need to rebalance and give permission to our men to obviously have their emotional depth component as well. You know, don't shut down your son when he's crying. Don't tell him to harden up. Don't tell him to be a man. Don't tell him he throws like a girl. Don't tell him all that kind of stuff because we need men to be better masculine energies when balanced out by their divine feminine. And that's the whole sensitive new age guy type thing that was bandied about in the 90s but it's what we're talking about it's about all of us creating the divine sacred marriage within us of the male and the female so that we get those two it's the shadow and the light it's bringing them you know if you're a woman bringing some of those masculine elements either into the light or toning them down so that the balance works better for you so that when it does come to relating to those that you love particularly if it's of the opposite sex you can get the vibration back because this is why modern dating, modern relationships, modern male-female dynamics and energies are so all over the place because the power balance is fucked up. And I'm going to say fucked up. It's just we're so confused about power in this society. And that's why on the one hand we've got the Madonna whore complex where men either, either see women as saints or people that they fuck in porn videos and there's no kind of middle ground. She's either your mother or your sister or your banger. You know, and we've got objectivity, like object, objectification of women, you know, women being walking billboards and things to sell things off of their bodies and their breasts and their, you know, and then we've got rape culture and we've got all of that happening out there with men trying to keep women down because they're freaking out about this kind of fourth or fifth or sixth wave of feminism that's coming through again. Like it's people are very unsettled at the core right now in the collective consciousness about trying to feel comfortable with where the roles are at and whose roles are what. And that whole question that's being bandied about at the moment where men say, what are we for? What is the purpose of men? Lesbians can go off and get IVF. They can have their own babies. Women can do anything. Why do you need us? We need you because of your masculine energy. And the answer is when when a man says, what do you even need me for? What do I do? It, it, it's like it's I've, I've heard men say, just tell me whatever it is that you need and I'll do it because I actually don't know what, what to do with you or how, what to do I need you. the masculine because I want to be a woman. Oh, Jane. Oh, Thank you for coming today. Oh, thanks for inviting me. <laughs> I'm just going to shut up now. <laughs> no, I love it, Jane. I want to be a woman. I don't want to be a man. And at our core, we all do. It's uncomfortable to be on I've all been the a man. time. I've been a man in this lifetime. I've played the man role. Jane doesn't mean she had a penis. And No, no, no. Um, I played the masculine role. And it worked for a while. <clears throat> I learned a lot. But it wasn't who I am at my core. And it's exhausting. I had to actually stop and think, do I want to be a man or do I want to be a woman? And I actually deeply want to be a woman. So you've got to get comfortable with that. What do you want to be? Do you want to be half and half? You can be whatever you want to be because it's a switching of energies. It's, a, it's just a different way of living within any given moment. It's a choice. I love and am happiest when I'm in my femininity. I love it when I... And, and for me, what does being a woman mean? It means being richly emotional and it means being the facilitator of love. 
So when I'm confronted with situations which are masculine, I look at it and think, how can I project the feminine in? How can I bring love into this? And it doesn't matter whether it's a conversation with my children, with my husband, with my friends, or whether I'm at work and I've got an upset client, uh, I've got somebody that's in massive victim mode and it's all my fault and not their fault or whatever. How can I be bringing the love in? Mm. Or whether it is about we're wanting to create something new. And again, how can I soften everything with love? Because when you extend every intent that is full-blown in love, it, the, the opposite soul, the soul that you are wanting to project to or present to will know no resistance. Yeah. So for me, it is how do you get into that place of love? So it's doing all of the emotional work that we've talked about over the last hundred and whatever episodes. But it's also about getting into the softness of your body. So it is now getting into the things like quietening the senses down. It is about honoring womanhood it is about wearing colors like I, I made a conscious decision to start wearing a lot more color because I found I was wearing a lot of black like many women when they're in alpha uh, masculine energy you, you find yourself just drawn to the, the solid black and so I changed it I went for color I decided to actually wear a scent like I'd wear oils um, I decided that I would do my hair pretty, you know, wear it long and put curls in it. Whatever it is for you that makes you feel more feminine, wear, go and buy some of the really uncomfortable, scratchy lingerie. Doesn't mean if anyone's going to see it, but it, it, it scratches across your breasts and your vagina and it reminds you of your womanhood. Um, you want to find as many ways as you can to remind you of, of being a woman. Wear skirts, wear dresses. They're all little tiny tools that are just going to remind you, I'm a woman, I'm a woman, I'm a woman. Mm. Beck, how do you think people can celebrate, you know, when their period comes? Yeah, because of course we all have this sort of idea that in Indigenous cultures or the olden days or in the ancient world, women were segregated when they were bleeding. And it's not a bad idea because everyone, everyone who's in touch with their bodies knows that on the first day of a heavy bleed, you kind of just want to curl up. The last thing you want to do is go out rampaging a war and battling the world and bringing in a big job. And you just want to kind of be on the couch with you, you know, whether it's the hot water bottle or watching a movie or just being gentle with your body or chocolate. All of that <laughs> stuff that it's so cliched in our culture, but it's for a reason. And, it, you know, when we had the beautiful Christina Dreza on that episode ages ago talking about rhythms and cycles, you know, it's, it's so important that we honor and pay attention to the importance of rhythms and cycles when they come there are times in the month do you know men have a mirroring of this too there, there is such a thing as the male intimacy cycle and you can google this and learn more about it there's times of the month when men are more cuddly and they just want to chill there's times when they've got the fire and they just they're very horny and they just want to go out and use their physicality you know and women obviously have our version which is a lot more obvious um, although the women who've got their bodies suppressed and numbed and shut out on the pill i think they're missing a lot of really beautiful being in touch with their just with the the, the the hidden mysteries and wisdoms that their body's breathing to them each month with the ovulation, with the coming of the period, with the ending of the period, and then with the different cycles and waves that happen through those other three weeks. Um, so the idea, there's groups now that hold red tent days, um, which is still that idea that women get together at a certain time, secret women's business. Um, they just share in what it means to have a private, sacred space that's just for females. And, you know, the clients I have who struggle the most with their femininity, you know, 
I guess this goes back to the Alpha Beta episode. It's there's some women who've never really quite known what to do with their own body. They were a tomboy when they were a kid. They've only been friends with blokes <clears throat> their whole lives. You know, they had lots of male friends. They feel more comfortable with men than women. They often have a lot of trouble with being really comfortable with their sexuality, obviously, then, like, by which I mean their sex lives. They can't kind of relax into their, into their sex very well because they don't feel beautiful or they don't feel feminine. They feel a bit divorced from that concept. And, and those are the women who often lump the idea of femininity in the category of vulnerability, weakness, um, I feel uncomfortable being too girly or too feminine because it feels like I lose my power. It feels like I get walked over. It feels like it's dangerous for me to be too girly. It feels like it's, um, you know, you know what I'm saying, Jane. And so I'd suggest for the women out there who are really struggling with what we're talking about today, you'd want to be looking at where your beliefs around feminine being unsafe or dangerous or painful for you come from. And that's what you'd want to be clearing out first. I would then next look at, do you believe that feminine is weak? Because I think a lot of people believe that, um, that, you know, masculine is strong and feminine is weak. And yet, if you have a look at your life, if you really do believe that, you'll probably find that your life is so controlled, it's not funny. You may have OCD or you might have a version of it where you're micromanaging everything within your life and there's just no freedom within there. Yeah. There's no fluidity. There's nothing going with the flow. Everything's a battle, uphill battle. And as, you know, Esther Hicks would say, are you going upstream or are you going downstream? And if you're having to micromanage everything, you're going upstream and that's hard work. You turn the boat around and start going downstream. You're actually knowing you're feminine. And that's why women literally flow with blood and you can't stop up the blood. See, this is why I'm a bit anti-tampon. I think everything should just flow. You shouldn't be in a white bikini riding a white horse on the first day of your fucking period. Just take <laughs> out that tampon. Next, feeling a bit strong about all this. I'm getting a bit rabid feminist, aren't I? <clears throat> just excuse me. I've got a wonky piracy <clears throat> thing. Um, I just think that <clears throat> women... <clears throat> Wait, maybe it's making me clog up on my own issues. Yeah. <laughs> Woo, confronting tampons. My body didn't like that idea very much. Yeah, it's, it's about letting go and surrendering because, you know, you look at giving birth. If you give birth, I'm going to use a really controversial word here, if you give birth properly, oh, it's about letting go and trusting the divine feminine, the universe, your body, your animalistic instincts, and the support of energies to architecturally do what they're designed to do beautifully, perfectly, innately. Now, the minute everyone starts to get in the way of that, that's where all the problems start. That's why we need hospitals and many white coats machines that go big, right? Um, so oh, I'm getting off topic here. I'm, <laughs> oh, I'm thinking there's about five podcasts in this <laughs> one so far. <laughs> uh, we're, we're certainly jumping around because it's a broad area. It's, it, and it, it's affecting every sphere of our lives right now, from the political to the educational, to our bodies and health, to our birthing practices, to our relationships. This mash-up, mix-up, screw-up of masculine, feminine and power and so many women being drained and exhausted and controlled and freaked out about how to just be – it's it's really muddying the atmosphere. The clarity is not there at the moment, and that's why so many of these confused conversations are struggling to take place, I think. So you can be looking at how is it that you can go with the flow a little bit more in your life. So if you are incredibly controlling, then just do 
30 minutes a day of just whatever will be, will be, and just let it go. Don't go into any controlling, or if you can only manage 10 minutes, do that. If you find that, you know, you're okay letting it go, then see how you can implement that more within perhaps your career. And when I say let it go, it's looking at the default mechanism of alpha, of, of masculine energy that you are possibly drawn to that when you're in work, it's like you put your armor on and you're ready to go into battle with whatever you've got to go into battle with. But can you stop and sit into your femininity and then just in that moment question, does this really matter? Is this important to me? Do I wish to use my voice, my emotions, my wisdom in this moment or do I want to let this go? And if the answer is, you know what, I actually really don't care about this. I'm just, I'm just so used to having my say on everything and micromanaging everything and controlling everything. I'm just going to let this go. This one's fine. Or the next thing might be, actually, I really do care about this. I actually think that I need to bring in my feminine emotional wisdom and intellect to articulate how I think this could be done differently. Yeah. And you bring it in still with fluidity, but with the wisdom to help people to be able to look at things from a greater perspective. Mm, Definitely. And, you know, when women are switched on all the time and wearing the pants all the time and controlling, and then it's like, and then at, I don't know, 9.30, 9.45 p.m., you get into the bedroom and take your clothes off, and now now you're just expected to have this kind of coitus or whatever. It's it's too much. You can't just switch off and drop into your feminine. And this goes back to the whole Fifty Shades of Grey and the bondage stuff. Like that's why so many people, I think, do like the idea of being tied up because it's like they give themselves permission. They go, oh, finally, I don't have to do anything. I can just relax and just I don't have to worry. Like, I'm literally tied up. There's no excuse. I just have to lie here and have it done to me. And it's very hard for women to have that kind of level of letting go deep inside. And that's why Nicole Daydoni out in San Francisco who does um, all of that movement around the 15-minute um, orgasmic thing where the women just lie down for 15 minutes and don't move on pillows and men just stroke their clitorises. It's very out there concept for 15 minutes and it's so liberating because women always feel like they've got to jump up and give back or take turns or, you know, just whatever, take that control or do whatever. And it's like just lie there and accept and receive. And women at a deep level have so much trouble receiving. I had a woman this morning on the phone you know, and it's that whole, I just want to give to other people. I just, I'm so giving. I just want to help others. And I said, do you know how to give to yourself? And she was very uncomfortable with that because we know this as women, we are innately nurturers, but it's that whole constantly looking for the validation or the self-worth or the feeling good by going outside of yourself. But this is what we're talking about with the femininity and the that biblical concept of the chalice, the cup, which of course is a, is a symbol for the woman and the womb. It's the idea, can you hold all the liquid of the cup inside yourself? Can you hold it? Can you just let that cup runneth over? Can you keep receiving the it's liquid and the information? Interesting you say that because I remember a beautiful Indigenous elder who was a custodian, one of the custodians of Uluru. She shared with me uh, that menopause was when a woman can hold the wisdom within. Mm. That you stop bleeding when you can, when you are a woman enough to hold it within. It's all about, you know, a healthy degree of being able to hold these things within us. And this is the real priestess stuff, the maiden mother crone. When you get into your crone stage of your life, where you really start to say no because you don't want to, because you don't have to. Why? Because you're sixty. You don't have to. Can you get into some of the beautiful priestess stuff? Like, what are some? Because you're so good on this wisdom. You know, you've got great knowledge about uh, different, you know, high priestess and goddesses. 
just perhaps if there's some common ones you can just give a bit of a blurb about that will help women to try and feel what that energy is and know that they can tap into that energy and be able to have that as a part of who they are. Well, I heard an analogy lately that we have to stop thinking of girls or labelling women as princesses. It's a really bad one to use because wouldn't we all rather be in the energy of queens exactly so what is a princess well she throws a tantrum she doesn't get what she wants and she's running around and she's unattached and people make decisions for her and she gets rescued and all this kind of stuff but what is a queen well a queen presides a queen sits on a throne a queen knows her power and a queen has a much a much different take on the energy game and i think you know we can put the queen with the priestess quite closely it's or the goddess the divine feminine they're all interchangeable terms because it is this idea that we have a healthy enough self-worth, self-love and self-honouring system set up in our lives through the use of rituals to keep reinforcing and validating that, that we do have the ability to stand up for ourselves, to say no, to have boundaries and to not suffer a fool. It's like the, the lower vibrational version of that or the shadow version is with the women who put their heart on a plate, they're always martyring, they're always sacrificing, they do everything for everyone else, then they get shitty, then they get passive-aggressive, then they go into these behaviours because they're bitter and they don't know what to do about it and they get into victim mode and that's that's what we don't want. That's the princessy stuff. We want women who take full accountability and full responsibility. Think of the grand women of like Kate Blanchett and Tilda Swanson. Think of Queen Elizabeth the first and the second in the, in the stateliness that they're able to hold. Um, and you know, people like Oprah and business women like that, 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 that have the same thing going on energetically and vibrationally. Um, Maya Angelou, um, and, and, um, that, that woman whose name I can never pronounce over in Tibet, An Yun Sung Yi. These beautiful souls who've really mastered queendom and priestesshood. So, look, little ritual, what do I mean by the, the reinforcement of rituals? Well, it is, you've got to be able to lie in a hot bath. You've got to be able to do things like this for yourself. In the ancient world, women went into temples. They went into the mystery schools and they, they used hydrotherapy. A bath is a body of water. Water is emotion. Put yourself in a body of emotion. That's what you are as a woman. You're an emotional conduit. Load it up with oils, with homeopathics, with rock, Himalayan rock salts, you know, with, um, with all of the, the, the crystals. Put all of that in the water. Lie there, put your hand on your heart, put a hand on your vagina, go into your femininity and see what secrets and mysteries lie there. Go and have a Mayan massage like we've talked about on the show before from the, the people who, who are skilled in releasing energy out of your uterus and where the umbilical cord connected you to the mother, father issues in the womb, mother issues with the, with the, belly, with the belly button. Use rose petals, go into the garden, lick the dew off the petals, put petals into the bath. You know, rub oil on your body. Find oils that are aromatic botanical oils that have been hand blended by people who channel Egyptian stuff. Go and get the, you know, the, the goddess oils and anoint yourself on your third eye, on your pulse points. Have an altar where you have incense, where you do your gratitude, where you speak to the female energies that you connect with, whether it be they goddesses, um, be they nature, you know, whatever you connect with that's feminine energy. Um, it's, and it's, it's just that softening. And, yeah, we can use the feminine, you know, like you can put on high heels, you can put on a French bra, you can you can curl your hair, you can rouge your face, you know, you can do those things, but drag queens and men can do those things. Too. It, doesn't, it doesn't necessarily <laughs> make you a woman, but the ritual, these are rituals that women have done for thousands and thousands of years because it comes from a place deep inside yourself of 
honoring the body as a temple and honoring yourself as a living goddess. Wow, I don't know how to follow up after that. That was beautiful. I guess the only thing that I would want to add to that is that in each moment, observe yourself and ask yourself, am I coming from love or am I coming from fear? And if you're coming from love, you're coming from the goddess. Yeah. And that's you're a coming from the beautiful feminine. summation, Jane. And there's one other thing I want to say for women that get really worried if their their man's watching porn or their boyfriend says, oh, you know, Penelope Cruz, she's hot, you know, or that woman down the street, oh, look at her. He's not actually seeing the physical woman. He hasn't actually got a crush on that woman. He's He doesn't know this, but what he's connecting with is that woman's feminine vibration because he needs a little bit more of that to balance out his masculine so if you can give him that that he's looking for that he's craving that he's turning his head for by getting more into your feminine vibration that every man deep down is seeking you know to balance him out i worship my divine femininity Thank you so much for listening today. This is the Love Life Show. We're on the wellnesscouch.com every week. Our half-hour show every Wednesday morning comes up for free. You can find us on Speak Up Talk Radio. You can find us on lovelifeshow.com. You can find us on Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash lovelifeshow. And we've got mailing lists that you can join up and we've got lots of stuff that we can send you. Of course, Jane and I are also here to counsel you, coach you, give you readings and intuitive sessions anytime you need and you'll find all of that on lovelifeshow.com. So until this time next week, go into your red tent, ladies. (laughs) (laughs) Honour yourselves as the goddesses that you are and feel comfortable and safe knowing that your feminine, beautiful, divine vibration is all-powerful, all-loving, all-healing and life-changing. Life is perfect, I'm not trying, it's just happening And it's a beautiful day